It is Thursday, August 6th, 2020, and this is episode 62 of the World of Sports Podcast Radio Show, short episode edition. Welcome to a Thursday episode of the World of Sports Podcast and Radio Show, short episode edition. I'm Zach Rubenstein, back at it again, solo tonight. Uh, baseball's back in pretty much full. Um, it's not totally complete yet. The St. Louis Cardinals have not gotten bad in, back in action yet. But I, I realized I haven't covered, talked about baseball in a while. Um, to be honest, I've checked out a little bit on my own team, but... It is, I noticed tonight that it's pretty much back, and and the way that it's gone on is a little bit weird. Um, to be honest, I didn't think they'd be able to sustain this, and I don't think all the answers are there, but it is pretty much back. Um, almost everyone is in play tonight, except for the team that was supposed to play the Cardinals and the Cardinals themselves. Finally, the Miami Marlins are back with uh, their entire extra group. Um, they were called, like alternate training site squad or whatever. It's full of a bunch of those guys. Um, and they had to sign people. It was a whole mess. But they're back. They actually have won two games. They are 5-1 and one on the night and are in lead in the in the NL, NL East. Um, to put that in perspective, the New York Mets, who have yet to miss a game, are 5-8 and eight as of tonight. I believe that includes the final score with tonight's game. So Miami's played seven less games than the Mets. Um, and yet they have the division lead. Um, but I guess there should be a little bit of a run through of how this happened and how we got here. And I don't think I covered everything with the Cardinals. Um, so this is going to be kind of a, how did we get to back? And then maybe a little bit of what's going on to go forward. So how did this get started? How did we get into the trouble to begin with? Well, uh, let's go through the actual series of events that occurred and then, then the kind of context around it. So, Way back now on July 21st, so uh, two weeks and two days ago exactly, the Miami Marlins were playing an exhibition game in Atlanta. At some point around the time of that exhibition, I believe they played two games there. Um, At some point, either the weekend before or even when they were playing, the players in the Marlins decided they wanted to enjoy the Miami, the uh, Atlanta nightlife. Um, normally, this kind of thing happens in Miami, which is why I say the Miami nightlife. Uh, they decided to go and enjoy the Atlanta nightlife, um, including going to bars and clubs and, and meeting people, even including the hotel bar. Um, they proceeded on to play their weekend series in Philadelphia, in which they played uh, their opening day weekend series. On Saturday, on Friday of the opening of, of the first game, which was July 24th, they had their first positive test. Um, they tested more, and by Sunday morning had three more positive tests, decided to play the game anyway, even though they had tests outstanding. And by Monday, July 27th, uh, they had about t- eight, 14 positive tests, 15. Uh, I think it was 13, including a couple of coaches. Um, and those continued to rise, and I believe they settled at about 18 or 19, maybe even 20. Um, you'd have to quote me on that. But 
They settled with a lot. They lost almost two-thirds of their roster. Um, and, of course, every game for them was canceled for, for the meantime. It scared the Phillies, who canceled a bunch of their games. Now, thankfully, the MLB set up their season in a way that only teams in certain parts of the country played other teams from those parts of the country. So the East Coast teams played each other. The Midwest teams played each other, with the exception of Texas. And then the West Coast teams plus Texas played each other. That's based on the divisions they're in. So this only was really an East Coast problem, but a big one nonetheless. A major outbreak on a professional team. The MLB did an investigation, found out that too many Marlins players were going out, not following the rules, not wearing masks, and that this might be a league-wide problem. Uh, the Phillies had a couple of false negatives, or false positives, sorry, false positives that made them be a little concerned, one to a coach, one to a clubhouse attendant. Uh, they were supposed to play the Yankees. That entire uh, series got canceled. They were uh, The Yankees ended up making up some of their next games um, by going to Baltimore and playing Baltimore for a couple. Baltimore was supposed to play Miami, so that way the only games missing were the Phillies and Marlins again. Um, and the Nationals ended up getting involved because they didn't want to go to Miami. To my knowledge, that situation still hasn't been really figured out. I don't know if the, Mar- if the Nationals are alone in not wanting to go there, um, but I believe the Marlins played in Baltimore today, or yesterday. So, um, And I think they play in Baltimore again today. So I'm not really sure exactly how that part is being figured out. But anyway, Miami had to shut down for a while. They had to figure out how many cases were present, uh, how it had happened, and basically they had to make sure they had a team to put together. That finally occurred. Their first game uh, was a doubleheader on Wednesday. So the Miami Marlins are back. Phillies had missed about a week or so, um, a little more maybe with, with a with a false negative um, and, or false positive again, um, and we're able to get back in action. Meanwhile, on Friday, uh, July 31st, it turns out the Cardinals have a couple of positives. And... Unlike the Miami Marlins series, they decide not to play the game that night, cancel the entire weekend. They come up with a few more. Now I believe they are at 13. They have seven players, six coaches. Um, They played the Twins. Twins believe they weren't exposed. To my knowledge, they don't have any positive tests. The Twins have continued to resume normal scheduling. Uh, The team that was supposed to be playing the Cardinals was the Brewers. The Cardinals traveled traveled to Milwaukee where they got those positives. So so they're still in Milwaukee, I believe. They may have just come back now uh, by by maybe today or maybe yesterday they came back. Um, But they've been quarantined in Milwaukee. The case number's racking up there. Uh, Yet again, there's a little bit of a postponement issue of who's playing and who's not. Um, but with, with the Cardinals testing positive, the league actually sent out a memo and said, be prepared for this thing to shut down. However, the commissioner came out and said, basically, the players need to do better. This one's on the players. I'm not a quarter. We're going to keep going as much as we can. Um, and again, these are separate. So this only affects the central now. While the East Coast is trying to, to mop up their issues, they're going to try to fix the central now as best they can. But they have the, the Marlins were a little bit of a guinea pig on this one. So the Marlins get their whole situation figured out. Now St. Louis is getting their situation figured out. To my knowledge, the earliest they could play is tomorrow. Um, And I believe that unless they have any positive tests, which it doesn't sound like they will, they will be playing tomorrow. Um, And no other positives came around it. So a mini outbreak, uh, if you want to call it that. And then the West has continued. 
So there've been a couple of questions that have, that have kind of persisted and some that have been around, by the way, the St. Louis situation was possibly tied to a casino. Apparently that's not true. It sounds like a guy just got it from home and brought it on the plane. So there are a couple of questions that come out of this one. How do you stop this Two, What do you do when it happens? And three, how do you, what do you, what's the aftermath look like? So the first is how do you stop it? And to be honest, that's a problem because it's hard to stop what you don't have a system to set up to stop. So normally there have been bubbles, for example, we've heard that term, a term a lot. Bubbles have been used to stop everything. And when Miami situation came out, everyone was like, oh, they should have been in a bubble and the Cardinals reinforced it. And that's still true. They need to be, they should have done this in a bubble. Hopefully next season, if they have to, they will do it in a bubble because what happened in St. Louis is unavoidable for now. That is player brings it on the plane, gets people sick on the plane. Now you have an outbreak. Now, can they do anything to stop that uh, outside of the home? Like you assume that if the player's going to get it home, they're going to get it home. Well, you can, you can wear masks, which apparently players have not been doing. You can test with a rapid test before you get on the plane. That would help. But you are going to still have situations as long as you're not in a bubble with people just randomly popping up and getting it. So that's one. Two, what do you do when you get it? Well, that's another problem. Um, when you start having positives, we've now learned you don't play. Even if you aren't sure what's going on, um, if you've had contact and you, you know, this isn't like you showed up to the to the city and, and you they usually do a couple of tests before they're considered positive. Um if you especially and this really applies more to on the road than at home because on the road on the home, at home you really shouldn't have all the contact, but you don't play. If you really think you have a positive or there's a chance if you have a positive test, you don't play. In Miami, we saw what what ended up working out and not getting any Phillies players uh, test positive caused a whole big ruckus because the Phillies weren't certain what their situation was and they were afraid to play. If you are one team and you have a couple positives and you cancel a three game set. That doesn't affect everybody else the way you can if you give it to one team who plays another team and then things become a problem. So you have to stop in the moment. I don't know how the testing is working, but I guess they're doing it. So you have to continue to test and try to get results back as fast as you can. Um, and then you have to try to do the tracing as well as you can. And hopefully between really good tracing and really following the rules, you can keep the cases minimal. St. Louis didn't have 20. They had 13. And granted, there's a lot of coaches, and that's a different problem. But they're not going to be hit as hard as, let's say, Miami would or was. Then the last is what happens going forward. And this is maybe the biggest question of them all because it's the one we haven't seen really be cleared up yet. So the, I, I mentioned the Marlins have played six games. They're 5-1. and one. The Mets have played 13. They're 5-8. and eight. Well, that's a, a pretty significant difference in games. So everyone was supposed to play 60 games in 66 days. That's really hard to do in these circumstances. Now, they're looking at playing doubleheaders almost every day, and they're playing shorter doubleheaders, only seven innings, which helps. But that's 14 innings every day, and that's a lot of baseball. Um, you could probably say, you know, you guys, to the players, you know, if you guys really want to do this, this is why we have to do it. Now, and let's just say that, let's just say that that's all adopted and that's all good. Um, the question is, do you have enough time? Do you have enough days left? Uh, Mar the Miami Marlins have been out two weeks, just about just under we can have 10 days. Philly was out about a, a week, seven days or so, uh, maybe a little more. 
Um, St. Louis will be out a week if they can get back on the field on Friday. But in, in between those teams losing games, the other teams are losing games also. So Miami has to make up seven games. And these other teams have to figure out how to make up games a little bit. So one of the things that baseball did was they had Baltimore and New York play each other instead of playing Philly and Miami. Well, that allows a situation like tonight to exist where Baltimore and the Yankees were supposed to play each other. And so instead, Baltimore is playing Miami and the Phillies are playing the Yankees. Try to make up some of that time. And they're playing double headers. So what was supposed to be a four-game set, they're going to condense into a two-game set in two days, which is what New York spent playing Baltimore. That actually makes up that entire series. But there's still other problems that exist. Right now, Milwaukee has to figure out a few games. Um, and uh, I believe the Pirates were supposed to play in St. Louis or, or might be. I think they're going to play. Uh, there, There's another team out in this process. The Cardinals are supposed to play somebody tonight. Um, but you could exchange, take out Cardinals and put in any team, and that's going to be a problem for any situation in which this happens. And you might say, well, it's early August and the season's not supposed to end until the end of September. They have plenty of time to make it up. And you're probably right. But what about if this happens again? And what if this happens near the end of the season? So one of the things baseball is going to have to do is come up with a plan for not for what happens if you don't play 60 games. Now, basketball isn't doing the full season, so there are teams playing odd numbers of games, and it's a real mess, or it could be, if things don't fall in line, because you could have teams with the same number of wins and different number of losses, or different same number of losses and different number of wins. So, I don't, basketball doesn't have the answer to this that I know of, and baseball doesn't either, but they're going to have to come up with a plan for something. There's also the question of injuries, and rest, and days off, and and do you try to get games in on days off, but you need days off to travel? The, that is, is a little more up in the air, and I don't think I can answer it. But baseball is seemingly back tonight. They're, the first couple of steps that were, that were needed to take to get baseball back on the tracks has happened. And that's something to be positive about going into the weekend. Um, that's something that we can hopefully build on as sports fans. I know I say it like we... But that's hopefully something that can be be latched onto. To be honest, baseball rode out a storm that I didn't think they could. And it makes me believe that if they have another outbreak, as long as there's not two at the same time, you can kind of ride them out. And by two at the same time, I mean two in the same league um, of teams playing each other. And even then, they did it kind of okay with the Phillies and Marlins. It, it allowed, it, they made themselves a lot more flexible than I gave them credit for. And, of course, there's other conversations in football and how that affects things um, because football only plays once a week, but if you don't play that game, how, how do you make that up? That's another episode for another time. But I, I will be honest. I was very, I'm very surprised to, to look up and see that baseball is getting itself back on track. And, and in a sport that is as dysfunctional as that one, uh, it's interesting. And, by the way, this, these, the blame on this one, normally the blame seems to go to the owners and the commissioner because they've done some awful things and they've deserved it. This one's on the players. And I think the players know that this one was the commissioner saying, listen, we gave you everything you wanted. We gave you everything that you could have needed for success and you aren't succeeding. And it's not because we're not doing it. It's because you're getting in your own way. And that's important. Anyway, thank you for listening. Um, and I will see you for a Friday episode of the world of sports podcast and radio show, short episode edition. 